Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The podcast where us geeks drink, as you hear me crack my beer. Boom. We discuss our topic of the week, or or lack thereof sometimes, because we kind of go off the rails. Yes. And have a drink or two and just kind of... Talk about geek life and yeah. the geek world we, out we there. We discuss. <laughs> we discuss. My name is Matt. I'm Adam. All right, folks. And if you have or have not listened to our podcast before, we are on episode 49. 49. 49. And we'll have to do something special for 50. Yeah. Get but, like a, a, a little walker. <laughs> <laughs> Did we already have one before we start? Because we're old as hell. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. I mean, we did have a, a scooter. But yeah, but now that's, that's that just got around the group already. It's making its rounds. Yes, yes. The people, only thing in our group that make getting injured. It's the only thing in our group that still make the rounds. Yes, that is a good thing. A good thing. <laughs> we, we don't want to be sharing. But speaking of injured, my thumb still hurts from paddleboarding. Oh, really? Yeah, I re- oh. it was getting better than I rejammed it yesterday. I was like, uh-huh. mother. God damn it. Mother. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> Mommy. Oh, all right, folks. Well, if you, like I said, if you listen to us or you haven't listened to us, we are about to tell you where to find us. You can yes. find, follow, like, subscribe, comment, tweet, twoop, uh, smoke signal, uh, whatever you feel like doing. Yes. But do it at Geek Drink Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, um, as well as our sponsored site this week. I, I, I got nothing. You didn't have it? Oh, no. Well, our sponsor site this week is <laughs> Random Thick Girls. Random Thick Girls? Yeah. I'll just, I'll just say Randos. Yeah, there we go. Okay, Randos. That out. Randos.com. Randos.com. Sponsored by Chat Roulette. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You never know what you're going to get on Chat Roulette. More than likely is a dude. <laughs> 99.99% of the time. Yeah. Have you ever tried chat roulette? I did when I was like 18 just to see what the hell, but... Yeah, I mean, I've just seen the funny videos of crazy stuff happening. Yeah, I've never I tried just, it. I was just like, this is not sound like a good idea to me. I'd, I'd prefer the uh, my content to be a little bit more refined and condensed, so... If there are funny chat roulette videos, I'd like to see just those, not just everything else. Anything and whatever. <laughs> anything incriminating? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember there was one where a guy was like wiping down to some dishes, but it was like all below frame, so it looked like he was kind of jerking it. <laughs> Adam Adam didn't want to get on for afraid that he'd pop up Chris Hansen. Oh. <laughs> Why don't you have a seat over here? <laughs> just, no, just no, I'm dead. No, I'm good. No, no, no. I'll no. stand by the door. No, Chris. <laughs> I liked your band Hanson, but this is not what I thought. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, now that we've kind of gone off the rails early, it's time to talk about our drink of the week. Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. 
All right, so this was dealer's choice. Yes. Yeah, so well, basically, it's uh, we need to get through the supply in the fridge. So yeah, we, we got just open up the fridge. Yeah. So um, I'm doing the uh, string side strawberry blonde ale. Strawberry. Was it from Loveland? Um, I believe so. Loveland or Longmont? It's Big Thompson Brewery. Loveland. Loveland. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think I've had this one before. I think I actually brought this one. Yes, you one did. The times. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, yeah, it tasty. All so. right, and I am doing a repeat from last week because I really enjoyed it. The dry dock, citrus wheat. There you go. So go listen wrong. to last week's episode if you want to hear more about it or just hear me tell you it's 5.2. It is a wheat beer brewed with orange yeah, peel. I think I'll say what this one is. I don't remember what that one was. Yeah, it's hard. It was unknown. I don't have my papers oh, on, so... Right here. It is. Oh, no, that was the name. <laughs> I it don't was... have my papers on, so I can't see. It's actually not listed. Yeah. All I know is it's 12 ounces. There we go. It's a, All right. It's, it's a standard can. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, very tasty. All right, folks. Now that we've been lubricated, yes. Hashtag throwback. It's time to talk about our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? And so this week we are going off the rails. We're going off the topic. Yeah, a um, little kind of form. Yeah, we've done this before, and it's kind of been enjoyable just to finally get all that stuff we keep diverging on and tangenting on out in the open. Yes, just whip it out there. Just expose it. Adam, we just talked about Chat Roulette and Chris Hansen. A little too soon. A little too soon. Yes. So, Adam, let me throw this to you. Okay. Dune 2. Yes. Potentially delayed till next year now. Possibly, yes. How do you feel about that? Uh, so, I think I've, we've, I brought this up on um, the podcast before. Delays, if they improve the quality of the film or the game then I'm okay with it um what about delays because of a strike and they just want to extend what content they have yeah I think that's kind of probably more what is going on oh yeah um and also it's like it because of the uh writers and the actors strike um they aren't doing they're they aren't able to do publicity Nope. For them anymore. So I mean, kinda... San Diego Comic-Con is going on right now as we talk, and it's pretty much producers and directors only there, writers. Yeah. Um, actors aren't there because they can't talk about past, present, or future projects. Yeah. So, so. basically it's like, I have a dog. <laughs> I have Questions a dog. From, the co- from the crowd that are not about my life's work. Yes. And so it's... It's very bizarre. And, like, I mean, I was following some stuff for Comic-Con, and it's like... The biggest announcements are like toys coming out or collectibles coming out. Yeah, like... the biggest announcement out of the Star Trek panel yesterday was episode nine of the season of Strange New Worlds gonna be a musical. What? Yeah. Which I mean like, okay, we'll see how that goes. I mean we've never had anything like that in Star Trek and Star Trek and when sci-fi you're is a all jet, about you're a jet till you get <laughs> Um and they dropped episode seven a week early. Okay. So that came out midnight, and it's like, oh, whoa, 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 it's supposed to be Thursdays, but okay. Mm-hmm. Haven't checked it out yet, but it's a big crossover with a different Star Trek series, and hmm. partially animated, from because that series is animated, so looking forward to watching it when I do get a chance. Okay. Um, 
You know, I think it's going to be interesting, this this strike, because, you know, I was reading some stats on it, and, and some, you know, obviously the the top 100 actor earners, yes, they make the lion's share of the money. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't agree with them striking, except for the fact they're striking for the little guy. Mm-hmm. Totally fine with that, because, I mean, the biggest... who? Okay, so who do you think was the biggest earner in 2022? Oh, probably Tom Cruise. Nope. Nope. The Rock. The Rock. Two hundred and seventy million last year. Majority Mark of that, was, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> majority of that was not from acting. Mm-hmm. Was his other business like, ventures? Because he also owns like he has a tequila. He has energy a drink. Energy drink. Yeah, he's a producer. Mm-hmm. He um, has his own Under Armour line. I mean, yeah, yeah. So Tom Cruise was number two, yeah. but that's because he had a ticket share agreement. From uh, Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. but the average actor who can make this make a living in this career, for, and we both know I didn't even attempt it. You you tried. I, it's it's a hard business to break into. Yeah, it's very difficult to to do because it's kind of first things first. It's like you have to be available like all the time to audition and. Try and get your foot in the door. And it's hard to do when you're trying to also have a job to pay bills. So exactly. you can have this availability. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd still love to act at some point And um, maybe... Maybe I'll, I mean you just go audition at the Littleton Community Playhouse and just do something. Yeah. Or just like we can create content yeah. on our own. Um, but like, so that being said, <laughs> what, do you think, <laughs> what do you think the average... Success, not successful, but average actor who can make claim this as a career. What do you think their average salary is? Like fifty k a year. Twenty seven. Jeez. And That's rough. R U F F. Yeah, and they have to make over twenty four a year to qualify for the insurance benefits yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I understand for these guys, you know, especially your actors who are only guest stars on everything, and they yeah. rely if they're not actively on a show. Yeah. residuals and how streaming doesn't give them residuals anymore yeah um denise crosby i was following her on twitter <laughs> sorry i was watching um sorry i was watching one of my favorite uh web series called best of the worst i i watch it all the time and i know i've referenced it a bunch check it out uh but <laughs> recently or one of the episodes i was watching they had a movie of Denise Crosby on there, so sorry. Oh, okay. laugh. <laughs> You're good. Um, she was showing a picture of why some of the reasons they're striking. She was on Ray Donovan with uh, Liv Schreiber for a season, mm-hmm. and she got her residual check. Is it live or leave? Well, he can leave if he wants to. I don't know. He's a good actor. Though. Oh, he is. Um, her residual check for for that series was twelve cents, mm. and it's like because a lot of it's streaming. It's an HBO series, and yeah, and now. And so it's on Max, and you restream it over and over again, but she may not see a penny It's match. all, like, and sometimes, like, um, I know uh, Sean Gunn was on uh, Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. He um, and he talked about it, too. Yeah, he kind of got in trouble because the interview that he did, he was talking about, like, because Gilmore Girls is on Netflix, and... They had a revival on Netflix and all yeah, that, yeah. And, uh, and it's more like, I guess... It's not technically like because Warner Brothers produced Gilmore Girls. Um, Warner Brothers is technically supposed to be giving out the residuals, not Netflix. But yeah. when Warner Brothers 
gives Netflix like the hey, streaming rights yeah, to it. You buy this package that includes these series for X amount yeah. of dollars. Yeah, it's like Supernatural is on Netflix, and it's like yeah, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. You're probably not seeing anything from that, even or, though they've had amazing careers. <laughs> yeah, or or you think about you know, and I wonder how this works for for Star Trek. Yeah, it's Paramount owned, and Paramount has its own streaming service, and so Paramount should yeah. be. Yeah, but how, it's just kind of interesting how that all works. And I understand why they're striking for those reasons, because since the last CBA, the landscape's changed. Mm-hmm. It's a different different way we consume content now. Yeah. I mean, everything is digital. I don't, I don't have cable TV here. I don't no, have no, live I, TV. I, if it's not streaming, I don't watch it. That includes yeah. sports. If I can't get it on the streaming service, I'm told, well, yeah. I'm not watching it, and that's okay with me. Exactly, and... I know they've been talking a lot also about the whole um, AI. I think that's very um, relevant because some yes. actors have sold their likeness and, and <laughs> voice work to AI. The big one was James Earl Jones, and he did it for Obun Kenobi, and it was really good. And yeah. it actually wasn't him recording, it was the AI. Yeah, but it was. But at the same time, it's like, okay, James Earl Jones has made a great career for himself. Man is 91. And yeah. is... In his twilight years. Um, so it's kind of like, well, he probably doesn't want to act anymore. So he could sell his likeness like that. But they pretty much want to do, like, want just normal actors to go in for a day. Whether you're an extra, uh, like, day player. Yeah. Under five. Uh, sorry, these are um, some acting terms. Like, a day player is like you work for just a day. Under five means you have less than five lines, um, and they just can scan you in and then use you. Yeah, whenever until like for whatever project for until your contract with the AI software runs out, whatever it may be. Yeah, and, and I just I understand the efficiency of that. I yeah. truly do. I just think that you're going to get to the point where you're. I'm, I'm glad they actually protect themselves now because you could have, you know, Tom Hanks has been dead 50 years, but we still have AI Tom Hanks movies. And it's just like, eh. And I wouldn't want that. No. Like, I wouldn't want James Earl Jones to still be in movies. No, I think... Like, unless it's just, like, his voice, like, I was Star Vader. They his voice. But it's like, I wouldn't want... Which is kind of... I, I will say, I do, I do like him doing that because it's like, cool. Darth Vader can always be the same voice, the same... Yeah. What we expect. Mm-hmm. But I think, because I think for, uh, what was the, Rebels? I don't mm-hmm. think that was James Earl. It was. It was? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't he, think they could get him for that. And every mainstream, whether it's TV or film, Vader appearance has been Darth, has been James Earl Jones. Except Video for, games, not so much. Yeah. Except for, yeah, Force Unleashed, it was. Yeah, he hasn't been. It was Chad Vader. <laughs> so. Yeah. So... Let me let, let me digress from that that piece. Now we've kind of beat that dead horse. <laughs> Don't let your girlfriend know we're beating dead horses. She will not watch us. Um. So Adam, we talked a little bit about video games in the past few weeks. Yes, we like them. We do. <laughs> what do you think is something that the industry needs to start looking at changing? Ooh. Well. Um, and I guess we, we started touching upon um, this. I think, and hear me out, exclusivity of titles. 
that really needs to change because, and we're finding out a lot of this stuff that that came out from the Microsoft Activision um, trial with yeah. um, the FTC. Um, that, I mean, Sony has for decades paid companies to not release games on a competitor's platform. And then it becomes a huge issue now that Microsoft is going to acquire Activision. They were like, oh my god, we're going to lose Call of Duty. We're going to lose all these things. And it's like Microsoft never said that they were going to make those exclusive. But um, I think console, like the exclusivity things is ridiculous. Like, I mean, is it, like, don't you want your game to reach as many people as possible? Well, here's here's where I think it's, you, it's twofold. So you do want your game to reach a larger audience because, yeah, more sales. But at the same time, if you make it exclusive, then you force people to buy your console. They really want to play your game. Yeah, but I, that's where I kind of... It's just... I it's, have a problem is it's like, I'm like, okay, well... Let's say, like, you have the ability, like, let's say with Call of Duty, like, Microsoft will have the ability to say it's going to be exclusive, even though they are they have said they're not going to make it exclusive. They could do that, force people to buy their console, whatever, but you can just be like, okay, well, we'll make it for PlayStation as well, and, like, maybe have that same deal where, um, like... Some DLC comes out first on a Microsoft platform or a Sony platform, but at the end of the day, it's like exclusive DLCs for each one, kind of like the the Avengers game that came out, where if you had it on PlayStation, you can get Spider Man as your exclusive DLC kind of aspect. But it's like how much of that really factors into like for me as a consumer, how much of that factors into me wanting to buy a console like it did in the past it did in the past i mean that's the reason i was a playstation person was because of metal gear solid it was a mm-hmm. initially a playstation exclusive so it's like yeah i'm, I'm buying it and playing it exclusively yeah, for me it was like i i did um like a promo thing back when the first xbox came out for um a game that was coming out exclusively for xbox that's the only reason i got an xbox um and then it's like yeah i like playing halo halo's fun um, even though I guess um, one of the older Call of Duties had more players online, like it was like Black Ops Two had more players online than <laughs> Halo Infinite had. Um, anyway, um, that's beside the point. But it's like I I got the Xbox because my friends played on Xbox and all that. But now I also think with kind of cross platform connectivity, like where it's like things like Rocket League where it doesn't matter if you have an Xbox or a PlayStation. You can all play together. Um, and I think going forward, maybe this could be a good thing for like Call of Duty where it's like, oh. Because I think with Warzone, it's the same thing. You can play via on PC, Xbox, or PlayStation. It doesn't matter. Um, but uh, I just think console-exclusive titles don't really... Like, for me, they don't drive what I want to pick out. And I and saying this, I fully realize that I have a Switch, a PlayStation 5, and an Xbox Series X. I have 
the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, you have a Steam Deck. Mm, I don't have a Steam Deck, but I do have an <laughs> Oculus. <laughs> but, um, or Meta Quest is what it is now, I guess, whatever. But, um, but it's more like, I don't... I would love it if, like, hey, if I didn't have a PlayStation, God of War would still come out on Xbox, and I could play it would be great. Like, that'd be a great way to experience the story and, like, be like, this is a masterpiece game. I want to play it. I guess the biggest holdout would be Nintendo because, you know, Mario and all that is never going to come out on an no, Xbox platform no, or a PlayStation platform. You can't blame them for that one. No. Um, here's an interesting idea and, and maybe something we haven't talked about for why some exclusivity does exist is it is it cheaper for the developers to only develop for that console because it is. obviously the difference in hardware the difference yeah. in the way they operate yeah I know that was a big thing back in the days of uh, like early like first PS3 versus Xbox 360 yeah, yeah and even like the original Xbox versus PlayStation 2 it's like the hardware was so drastically different and like the PlayStation 3 bringing that up they use that uh, Blu-ray, Blu-ray, and cell architecture, yeah. um, which made it very difficult to apply yeah. to a different console. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's possible, and I mean, sometimes it is cheaper. But at the same time, it's like if you're like a AAA game, like God of War or the next Uncharted, if that, like, whenever that's going to come out, or um, or the next Halo or whatever. Yeah, whatever it may be. It's yeah. like they're putting millions and millions of dollars into this. And right now, I think, architecture-wise, like things are pretty comparable. It's like, yeah, there's performance spec differences now, but it's not as different as being like, oh, PlayStation 2, you had to have a memory card to save a game, whereas on Xbox, you had a built-in hard drive or... The cell architecture versus mm-hmm. the 360. It, it was, I think nowadays it's like consoles are getting to be like More similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nintendo again is the holdout. They're the they're the, the odd duck, duck, but they used to be the, the mainstream duck. But I don't want Nintendo to change anything. No, they because they are so <laughs> because they are weird, innovative but, in a fun yeah. way. They, like, they think outside of the box. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think about, you know, let's let's not talk about the N64, because that was kind of not outside the box quite yet. But then you get to the GameCube. I mean, in my opinion, I will still say the most comfortable controller ever built. Yeah, I think they touted that. Um, they like, we wanted to make a controller that was so comfy. And then they went wireless with it, with the WaveBird, before yeah. anyone else went wireless. And then you've got the Wii, where it's like, hey, we're thinking of a completely wireless, different. You way have two to buttons interact on with each controller. And yeah, you're just yeah, a completely different way to play while a playing game. video games. And Wii U is the Wii U. Um, and now the, the Switch. Wii U was kind of the like in between yeah. <laughs> of the Switch. It like it was it, a Switch prototype. Let's yeah. just say that you couldn't take it outside your house. Yes, um, but it now you can. Yeah, and I think especially not having. Like, them not focusing so much on, like, DS. Yeah, on, on the Game Boy games anymore. And yeah. the DS and the 3DS. Like, and... The Switch makes more sense. And I, like, I had, um... My girlfriend got uh, the Switch Lite. Yeah. 
And that was a fun little thing for her. But then she was like, you know what, I want to do more. And my switch was kind of not doing so hot. Um, don't lend things to your family for a long period of time because they break shit. I.e. what happened to my switch. Um, but she got like the switch uh, OLED one. And it's great. And, like, her and I share it, and we just have a good time. Yeah. Um, uh, like, we have kind of the... We have two docks now, technically, because I still have my old yeah, I got docks sitting there right behind you for my yeah. old one. And it's sort of like, oh, it's nice to... We can go upstairs in the bedroom and play um, Mario Party. And Adam will cry. He just cries every time. <laughs> Adam, is it you're crying because you lose a Mario Party or you're crying because you're in the bedroom again? No, I cry because <laughs> the Mario Party gods <laughs> think I'm an asshole for some reason <laughs> and fuck me. In the bedroom. In the bedroom. <laughs> anywhere they want to. But um, but no, it's like... I don't know. I mean, it's, like Nintendo does think outside the box a bunch. Um but uh, yeah, yeah they're, the, they're the console that sold kids cardboard cutouts to turn their things into 3D viewers and yeah, little, their little experimental lab, labo, whatever they called yeah. it. And then, I mean, are, are the whatever amiibos, are those still a thing? Yes. Ask JV. Oh, yeah, I'll talk to JV about it. Yeah. It's Get still... JV on the line. <laughs> Beep, so, <bop. laughs> let's let's move on to another aspect here okay what do you think about the comments coming out from um the ceo of disney talking about why you know some of these marvel movies may not be doing so well maybe why they're trying to scale back because there's too much content now on disney plus and it was too successful oh well that's interesting um i will say uh superhero movie fatigue is a real thing um like, I'll I'll fully admit, like, my girlfriend has not wanted to watch the last couple Marvel movies. Because after Infinity War, she was just done. And then it became a thing where you kind of, you almost fall behind if you're not, like, always ingesting that content. Yes. And so it's like, if you didn't see the most recent Doctor Strange, you're not going to know what happens in Secret Invasion. Or, like, I mean, I'm just... Yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm not... And it's like, okay, well, I didn't watch the the Miss Marvel um, I watched the first three episodes, and then a certain person named JV spoiled the rest of it. Oh, great. Um, But... I haven't watched that yet, but it's like, okay, the new Marvel's movie is coming out, and yeah. I'm like, well, I can't watch that until I see this one, and um, I feel like, and this is Bob Iger, right, saying yeah. this stuff, so I feel like Bob Iger is really saying, like, yeah, he's telling it like it is. It's like, superhero fatigue is a thing, and... If sometimes if you are not the like ingesting the content constantly, you fall behind and then you start like then you can't like you have to lose interest in the next one. And 
Um, like, I recently watched uh, Ant-Man Quantumania. What'd you think? Eh. Uh, I preferred the other Ant-Man movies more. But it wasn't awful. Uh, that's a thing. But I guess it's also the same thing with, like, Star Wars. It's like... I don't... I can't watch, like, Bad Batch and... Like, I don't want to watch the new Ahsoka show because oh. I am so far behind. I sent you a, a must-watch playlist. I, I know, but <laughs> it's like you end up at a point where you're kind of... You feel like you're far behind or you're so out of that path. You're like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't want to... Like, <laughs> how do I catch up? And by sitting down with a... Tube of popcorn. A tub of popcorn, not a tube. Tube of popcorn. <laughs> a tube of popcorn. <laughs> and some Mountain Dew and just... Yeah, but... Tape your eyes open and go. Yeah, clock work orange it. Like, mm-hmm. But it's like there are other things I want to see and other things I want to do. And it's just kind of... I don't know. It's... I think so, Bob Iger is hitting on a point that there is just so much out there. Yeah, and I, it, not even so much for, for Disney and Star Wars and Marvel, but take yourself back 10 years and how much content has changed and how much there is to stream and how much is the next big buzzword that we need to watch mm-hmm. to stay current with the times. I mean, yeah. I think where this really comes into play and where this kind of changed the way we consume media was Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Because it was, you know, HBO was... Notorious for these shorter seasons. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger budget. Yeah. And and better quality. But now it's like, this is the, the must-binge series. This is the must. Everything's, everyone's binge, watching. I think, is the... Yeah, the keyword. The kicker at so, that point. So then let me ask you this question. What was the first series you had to binge? Ooh. Oh, to catch no. up. To Oh, to catch up. Yeah, because you were like, oh, this would be something interesting. And you're like, oh, I'm five seasons in. I need to, I need to watch... Five seasons. In the I'd next probably two weeks. say Lost. Okay. Um, because at the time I worked at uh, Blockbuster Video, and I think they were on like season three or four, um, and like we had the the discs, and I could yeah. get free rentals and stuff like that. So I'd come home from work late and just plop the disc in my computer and and watch it. Um, and then when I was like, oh, I kind of like this show, I was like, oh my god, they have a new season coming out. I gotta get caught up. And so I think it was Lost that kind of did it for me. Um, that probably was the first one I binged. Okay. Um, what about you? So I've got two. The first one I ever binged, binged, just because I heard all the references and just didn't understand it, was How I Met Your Mother. It was like season mm-hmm. six or seven at that point. I was like, yeah. I... I I kind of was like, eh, I'd watch it here and there. But. I, I enjoyed it just because it was linear, which a lot of sitcoms weren't. Mm-hmm. And they had jokes that paid off for seasons and seasons. Yeah. Um, which you didn't have a lot of sitcoms. And I guess the second one would have been Game of Thrones. So okay. it was like season four they were already in. And my wife had been... So we had both gotten... I had gotten pneumonia and she had got bronchitis. And so we got a commission for like a week. So she watched it. Bronchnomonia. Yeah. Bronchnomonia. Um, she would watched most of the first couple seasons while being out of commission. And I was just like, because ah, I'm not big into fantasy. Lord of the Rings is probably like the most fantasy I can get into. 
Um, and even then, it's like not it's gonna be a while. Into the role playing. No, I'm not. Um, well, also, you are very short, so you can only be one character. Could be two. It could be dwarf or hobbits. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. <laughs> Um, and, and so when she was like, she was just like one night, like, we're going to watch the first two episodes. And if you're not hooked, okay, fair enough. And I was hooked after one. I was like, what the hell? They just pushed an eight year old off of a tower. Yep. (laughs) I I remember when the show first came out, like I had a roommate who uh, had read the books. And so we were like, oh, this is really interesting. And, but like, for me, it was always just like, okay, when, when. Um, Ed Stark got killed. I was just like, I was like, <laughs> he was my favorite character. I wanted him to like, because of course we yeah. didn't know how the show was going to turn out. Um, because it's now just a cliche. But I was just like, Ed, no, Ned Stark, you're you're so awesome. Why'd you have to die? And then I was just like, all right, fuck it, Jason Momoa, go in there and just kill every. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> And I was getting so frustrated with the show. And then uh, my roommate spoiled the Red Wedding for me. Like, yeah. this was pre, se- yeah, like season one, like before anyone knew. And I was just like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to watch it anymore. You do finally get some characters who get their comeuppance. <clears throat> I mean... I mean, wait, it's... And, but when they do... Joffrey got his comeuppance. Littlefinger. Yeah, and Littlefinger. And poor kid that played Joffrey... That oh, kid a... got persecuted yeah. for playing that role, but so he well. played it so well. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> he was amazing at being a dickhead. <laughs> and you were like, oh, this isn't, like, I feel bad for the kid, and I think he's, like, retired from acting. Because um, he was just like, yeah, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, you poor, poor person, you were you were delightful, but you were a <laughs> Prick. Yeah, we hate you so much. That's how good of an actor you were in that, yeah. scene, in that role. It's like the the lady that plays uh, Dolores Umbridge. Oh, <laughs> like and now she's the Queen so of England much. in The Crown. Yeah. And it's just like, it's hard for me to be like, oh, you're Queen Elizabeth, you horrible, horrible muggle hater. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, well, that, like, yeah, Lost was the first show I really binged. And, um, yeah. No. So then, what is the next TV show coming out you're looking forward to? Because I already have an answer. And there's only one right answer. Well, it's like, are we saying new show or new season or part two? Whatever. Of a new season? Okay, so you're saying Witcher part two. <laughs> I want to finish The Witcher. And I, I will put my foot down and say that I am done after this season with The Witcher. Um, it just... Um, Something feels off with the show. Um, it doesn't have the same, like, and no pun intended, doesn't have the same magic that it did in the first two seasons. And so I'm a little like, eh. is uh, it the show feels off, or is it that you know that it's changing? So no, you, it, it feels weird. But you, so let me ask you this then: Is it because, like I said, is it because there's something different, or is it because the anticipation of you knowing? It's going to irrevocably change at the end of the season. That makes it feel off to you because it's like, I know this is not going to be what it's what it's, was intended to be. I next feel year. like it's everything from the writing to the actors' performances just feels like it's 
been dialed back. Okay. Like, everyone's kind of, like, meh. And I'm like, I... And I, like, I could go on and on about The Witcher stories, like, the books and video games. Um, but um, it just doesn't feel like it has that same chutzpah anymore. It just, like, no one seems that excited to be there. And um, I also have zero idea where the story's going to go for a fourth season. Because they've been blending the first three books have been like a mishmash of each other one, uh, like of each one. And they throw in new ideas. They throw in new stories. And I think they have to do that to make it accessible to new viewers. But I'm just like, what, where do we go? Okay. Is, is kind of my, uh, like, my other problem is I'm like, I don't know where it's going to go. And I think there's, what, three more episodes coming out? I still haven't touched the season yet just because of time. Yeah. Um, I'm like, there's, I think there's, like, because they did, like, five and then they, I think there's, like, three or four left. And I'm like. drop today, doesn't it? I have no idea. But I'm just like, I have no idea, like, what, are they going to just start? Are they drop, um. 27th. 27th. So, uh, after this episode's come out, they've already dropped. Yeah. So, but I'm just sort of like, are they just going to now start telling the story of the video game? And what what are we going to do now? So, um, I don't know. But what about you? What are you looking at? And I know you love your Star Trek. Futurama starts tonight. Futurama starts tonight? Tonight. Ooh. Midnight. First two episodes drop on Hulu. Okay. Um, I hope they... Uh, Hope they do well with it because that, that's like one of my like. I mean, we did our bracket. Oh, and that was so good. That like it's a great show, but I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, the trailer for the season made it look. I mean, it was like okay, I can get behind this because the last season that came out, whenever it came out, what 2013, 2014, it was just like. Eh. But I thought it was like one of the shows that stuck the landing for like ending the series again. Like, yeah, I mean, it had... Every time they've ended the series, it's actually ended on a good note. And it's like, okay, I'm satisfied. Yeah. I could do more, but this is a good ending. And then it's like, <laughs> ten years <laughs> gone by, we're back again. <laughs> we're back. They were the first revival show before revival of everything became a hit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll have to check it out. But yeah, I, I felt like I had a friend ask me, like, it's just like, yeah, shows... And I guess this could lead into a conversation at some point, um, like shows that stuck their landing with with it's, the end. <laughs> it's so hard for shows, I think, and just in general to stick the landing because the anticipation that it's ending. Yeah. The anticipation of how they're gonna wrap up these storylines, and you're never gonna please the audience in every oh, yeah. aspect. Um, you know, Game of Thrones is the big one that people talk about, and I think for me, it was an okay ending. I think what the issue was for a lot of fans, and I, I think it was an issue for like my wife, she was like, this is awful, it was horrible. And I was like, well, how much of that was it ended on a way you didn't think, and how much of it was the expectation of, this is it, we're going to wrap up everything that's been going on for the past ten years, how are we going to wrap this up? And you, just the anticipation doesn't live up to the hype in yeah. your head. Um, I will say a show that actually did pretty good on its, on its ending was ER. Um, I think they... Stuck the landing pretty well because it wasn't like, well, the hospital burned down, the show's over. It's more like, and it continues, but we're yeah. just not going to film it anymore. 
West Wing, I think. Did. West Wing, yeah. That was pretty good. That I would tell you a show that did not stick the landing. Lost. <laughs> yeah, Lost, Heroes. Um, House of Cards, uh, yeah. because of the Kevin Spacey controversy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kevin Spacey. If you don't know, Kevin Spacey is a creeper, apparently. Even though I really like him as an actor, and I've loved movies that he's in, but oh, yeah. apparently he is a creep. Um, I will say a show that stuck the landing pretty well was Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Picard kind of tied into that with this last season. Um, so, like to where it was like Picard finally came to the card game, and that's and... what how Picard ended. Hmm. They played. They actually. So fun fact. If I'm not sure if you listen to me, Megan talk about it. So the final scene of Picard was them at Guinan's bar playing poker again. Hmm. The director said, "Play poker, play poker in character for 45 minutes. We're just going to film it. We're going to." Yeah. Take what we want out of it. And I was like, that that's fun. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? I mean, how do you feel about like shows ending and that anticipation and uh, sticking the landing? I mean like we've been saying, some of them are able to do it. And I think like I don't want to say the ones that kind of subvert your expectations are the better ones. Like like Futurama, I felt like was kind of like, oh, this was a nice like emotional story where Fry and Leela were just going through time, and they they're like, oh, we've we figured it all out, we can save you, and it's just like, you want to go again? And boom, yeah. it just it was perfect. Um, it's kind of like when they ended the first time the the, the Devil's Idol hand mm-hmm. that episode, yeah. But it's like, and then, like, next gen, being like, yeah, just them playing poker. And it's just something simple. And you know that, like, yeah, there may be more adventures in the future. But it's just something But the show itself is and, just, yeah. And you know that it's like, okay, we're, we're going, this is where we're going. I think when they try to do too much, yeah. like the Game of Thrones, like heroes like lost where it's like we're trying to uh, do all this stuff and wrap everything up and it's just like it that's what i find doesn't work i think it's like making it just like more giving the characters kind of closure is kind of the better way to do it yeah rather i than, agree and you know i i will say here's here's an ending i think was controversial that i liked that a lot of people didn't Going back to how I met your mother, mm-hmm. that the mom dies and he's <laughs> and she's been dead for a little while, and the kids are like, "Oh yeah," I that was a, a, an ending that subverted expectations because I was yeah. like, "He's going to meet the mom, and that's the series," and it's like, "Oh, the mom's dead," mm-hmm. and he's back with Robin. Oh, okay. Did he get back with Robin? I never. At the very it. very like last scene. Oh, okay. He run. He gets back with Robin. He's okay. very older and. R.I.P. Bob Saget. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was uh, yeah. uh, unexpected. Yes. Um, so was the um, Tony Bennett death yeah. this week. Well, I don't want to say unexpected. He was 96. True, true. <laughs> but um, but it, just, it was a little rough to see. Because I know also he was like uh, dealing with like a lot of cognitive yeah. issues. Um, and uh, But yeah, a man with a voice of an angel and like you think about those kind of like jazz singer oh yeah like 
Those, that generation. Yeah. Like, it's... He... He was... He was like a Sinatra. He yep. was like a... <laughs> he was Tony Bennett. <laughs> yep. And I still have, like... I had a CD that I got from work that was um, Tony Bennett doing, like, a collab with a bunch of different people. And it was, like, Amy Winehouse. And I know he did a whole, like, Lady Gaga album. But... Yeah. And that was big at the t- Was it the Golden Globes? Or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um, all right, Adam. So let's end it on this note. Let's talk about... <laughs> let's stick the landing. Let's stick the landing. Here we go. Let's see if we can... <laughs> let's... This is not our end. Well, maybe. Who knows? Eh. Um, let's talk about... Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Let's talk about <laughs> adaptations. Ah. Whether it's video games to movies, books to movies, TV. Do you think that when you have a, an adaptation, it has to be a very faithful, 100% adaptation, like beat for beat, moment for moment. Don't skip the big parts. Don't change it. Or is there some room for creative interpretation? Um, I will. I think I... I think everyone knows where I'm going to go with this. I think there's plenty of room for creative adaptation. Um, a, uh, I'm currently writing, just in my spare time, a TV series based on a video game. Um, and it's based on the video game. And I think, um, I think things like The Witcher, yeah, you can take creative liberties to try and reach a bigger audience but at the same time like for me and I, I get pretty passionate about this sometimes if if it's something like a video game um let's say uh god of war i think they they're trying to make a series of god of war um i don't want the same exact story that i've just played through i want a new story like yeah you can have Kratos you can have Atreus you can have these characters but I don't want this to play out exactly like the first God of War game I'm like I don't like because I've already played it so I think having some creative liberties is great Um, and I know it's a little different when it comes to like novels and stuff like that then like the witcher has blended three books into like three or four books into seasons of tv yeah Yeah. and so it just kind of does that but i'm like sometimes i'm like you you have that you have that license and but i would love to see like maybe kratos in it's an adventure. Like adventure. A different adventure. Yeah. That's what I would want. And it's the same thing. Like, there, there's a Fallout show I think out, there's... It's like, so, I don't want it to be Fallout 4 just again. <laughs> so, I think you have series where you can do that, and there's series where you can't do that. Hmm. Um, God of War, I think, is definitely one of those series, because it's gone all over the place, in a good yep. way. Um, same with Fallout. There's so many different stories in that universe yep. that you could definitely easily do. Pick that. a different, different character, different wasteland, different character. Um, there are series where I think you can't do that. Where I think like um, Metal Gear Solid is one of those series where you could not have a different adventure with Snake. It's there's a very set story that has to kind of follow in tropes. Yep. With books, on the other hand, I think you have a little less room for creative adaptation. True. I mean, I mean, Lord of the Rings has to follow 
Yeah, Lord of the Rings. I think the only series that takes sometimes too much creative adaptations from the, the literary literary work is Stephen King novels. Oh yeah. Sometimes those movies just go. But so, I will say, I think the Shining movie, like the Kubrick one, was excellent. Oh yeah. It's definitely not what Stephen King intended. No. But uh, I think it ties in very well with, like, Dr. Sleep. Ties in very nicely with both the Kubrick and the Stephen King yeah. novel. If you want to go with a more faithful adaptation of what Stephen King envisions when he writes things, look at the most recent It in It Part 2. Yes. Where yeah. it goes off the rails and you're like, Space Spider Clowns? Mm-hmm. That, that. That's in the book. <laughs> yeah, and this, yeah, that's where you have a little more. Little underage gangbang. <laughs> I'm glad they skipped that part. Let's I, just be honest. That's that's a creative liberty you can take. Yeah, you, <laughs> you should, should take. You should not have an underage gangbang ever, ever. <laughs> but, um, bad Stephen like, King. Uh, bad. <laughs> Stephen King's like, I love the fact that he's just like a man that just like vomits like words and just it's just stories come out yeah of it and he's he's always writing he's always doing creative stuff but sometimes you're like what <laughs> huh there's certain things like the green mile great story mm-hmm. ending's a little funky yeah but I mean that's just kind of Stephen King's forte he can have these very elaborate exposés and stories but then he doesn't stick the landing so much sometimes he doesn't yeah and I like, yeah, it is what it is, but um, I do appreciate the fact that he has given us content. Yes. And Frank Darabont takes that content and makes it beautiful. <laughs> Why is it that he's the, like, the director that has, like, King mastered it? Maybe understands him. They I don't understand know. each other. They, they just have this rapport. Well, it's just like Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, like, has just, it all was better because of Frank Darabont. Yep. All right, Adam. Well, this is going to wrap up our discussion, yeah. our, our our verbal vomit this week. <laughs> yeah, we've we've gone off completely off the train tracks. At put this, this, point. Put this episode four to to get it out of our system for next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Adam, what is your geek wreck of the week? Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? Uh, well, I mean, just us talking about uh, kind of TV shows um, and binging. Um, if you haven't watched it, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There you go. That's a fun show. And yeah, it's sort of nonsensical and like, it's non-linear. It's but one of those shows that you. It's good to come home to and just put on. Turn your brain off. On. Yeah, but it's also like if you do watch a bunch of the episodes, there are jokes that pay off later, yeah. or they bring back certain references or that sort of thing. So um, yeah, check out Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's a it's a great great little program. It's it's done too, um, but. It's, it's on Hulu, I think, at the moment. 
Hulu or Peacock or one of them. I think on you know, Peacock because it was universal. But um, yeah, no, it was just a fun yep, Peacock fun show and Andre Brower bringing back awesome. kind of the Stephen King reference for his uh, work in The Mist. <laughs> but Andre Brower is uh, one of my favorite actors out there. But um, yeah, definitely check it out. It's it's fun and you'll laugh your butt off. All right. Hot damn. <laughs> so my geek wreck of the week, and I made you watch the episode before we started it. As a dad, as a parent, or just as a enjoying TV, go watch Bluey. The rest of season three is dropped on Disney Plus. Seven minute episodes, and Adam was watching one. And he's like, "That was deep. It got a little dark, a little heavy there." Yeah. And that's why I like it because it's definitely like for kids. Fun stories, but as an adult, it has something for parents. There's a whole episode about being hungover and being forced to play with your kid. (laughs) They're like, Dad, why are you so tired? Oh, we just stayed up late at the New Year's party. Oh, you mean when when our cousin saw you dancing on the table? He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was was cute. I I could also say that, uh, I mean, I am not a parent, but I am a crazy uncle. And oh, we my forced your uh, nephews, nieces. We forced your girlfriend to watch it when you yeah. when we're up here recording. She gets forced to watch Bluey, and then she's like, "Shh, I'm watching Bluey. Don't ruin this for me." <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty good show. All right, folks. Well, that wraps up our episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, comment, tweet, twoop, type. Uh, Braille, if you need to, I don't know, but just follow us. Smoke on, signals, yeah, smoke ravens, signals, ravens, pigeons, pigeons, chicken um, bones, carrier on bike, who knows? <laughs> Ouija board, we, or we can't say Ouija because that's trademarked. Spirit board, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, Zach Baggins. <laughs> um, but yeah, follow us on all social media at Geek Drink Pod. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, TikTok. Um, uh, I don't even remember what we were on this morning. I don't know. <laughs> we're off the rails.com. Off the rails. <laughs> when you need to get railed. <laughs> Go to blackmeat.com. Blackmeat.com. <laughs> All I'm right. glad you came around. <laughs> no, it was black people meat, remember? Yeah, well. So glad you came around on my side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks for joining in to another episode. You guys have a great geek week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. episode of the have a drink with some geeks podcast all content copyright geek drink pod 2023